discipline of our members. Now, this is the way we're going to work this today. Uh, I'm going to call your name, and you're going to come up and sit in this seat. And uh, our chairman of the deacons will be coming up to, to do the discipline, okay? And I have volunteered to be the first one. And as I looked around and checked on things, um, he left. Oh, he's back. Good. Um, <clears throat> well, you're not going to need the bullwhip. You're just going to need the Word of God. I just confessed and everything's all right. <laughs> See, he pulled one on me. He wasn't where he's supposed to be. Well, that's good. Hey, I'm so glad we got all this room, aren't you? Hey, I couldn't even have a spot on the front row this morning, so I just rambled around. That's the thing about the pastor. He don't have a seat. So anytime that you want my seat, you can have it. No, I know some of you have looked at that title, Discipline of Our Members. One Sunday school class said, I think I'm going home after Sunday school. Well, it's going to be a little different than what you uh, might expect. But if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4, beginning with verse 20 through 27. Proverbs 4, beginning with verse 20. My son, attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are like unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and a perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Father, I pray that you'd help us to understand what discipline of our members means. God, I pray that you'd speak to us today. And Lord, I pray that you would just give me the words that needs to be said. And Lord, may that discipline begin in me, for I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy path, Proverbs 3, um, 6. Um, you know, the father uh, and the son um, appear quite often in the book of Proverbs, and it is important. Now, my daddy disciplined me, my daddy taught me, my daddy loved me, and I'm thankful today that part of what I am is because of who he was in the life in our home, and it was not always a perfect home. In fact, it never was a perfect home, but I'll tell you this, I never felt unloved, and I lived there at home for 24 years. Not on the property, but in the room that was prepared for me. I had my own bed, I had my own desk, I had my own closet, and I had my own clothes, and my mama made sure that those clothes were right. And my daddy made sure that I walked the line. Now, let me tell you something. I didn't always walk the line. 
When I got out of reach, I did not walk the line, okay? And he found me, or he heard me one day, using words that was unbecoming, all right? And he didn't come after me. He waited until I was in his presence, and he simply said, was that you I heard a while ago? Well, there's nobody else out there. Yes, sir, that, that was me. You understand, I'm, I heard you. Yes, sir, I understand you heard me. And probably he wasn't the only one that heard me. You know, the discipline of our members is tough. Now, I'm not talking about members of this church, all right? If it were, I would have to be in the hot seat first, literally, with Brother Dean as chairman of the deacons, all right? But I'm not talking about our church members. I'm talking about the members of this body. Now, this body is one body, but it has many, many members. And uh, when we think about this, you know, Solomon um, is the writer of a lot of the Proverbs, even though he's not the only one. But the, the Bible says one body made up of many members. Now, what if these members decide that they are not going to cooperate? All right? What if I said, now, eyes, I, I want you to look across over yonder and the hand says, go ahead, look all you want to. I'm not giving up. What if the lips said, now, tongue, you go ahead and speak. You can't say you can't say anything without moving your lips, right? Anybody in here can throw your voice? Come on. Hello? Not a soul in here? After church, you can say, I can't. I just didn't want to say nothing. <laughs> Maybe you ain't got nothing to say. When we think of discipline of our members, um, first of all, there's the heart. The heart. Now, when I think of the heart, the heart must be, must be guarded, okay? It's a delicate thing, and it, it must be guarded. Look at verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. In other words, with carefulness. And out of it are the issues of life. Um, when we think about the heart, um, it's the center of our thinking. Um, it's the feeling and the actions that go on because it begins in the heart. It's the heart of the matter. It's the heart of the body. And when we think about our bodies, um, you know, health, it depends on the actions of our heart. Our health does. The actions. What, what if the thing says, hey, on a run full throttle today, I'm going to just skip along. You're not going to have the energy to do what you want to do. So the our uh, body uh, that needs to be uh, guarded. Uh, excuse me, Ezekiel 18.31 says, Cast away from you all sins. Sins will affect the heart. Sins can cause heart attacks. Sins can cause... Uh, Strokes, sin can cause all manner of, of issues uh, that we can have with the heart. I remember when I was just a boy, when I'm thinking of doctors, 
The man was, was Dr. Pepper, literally. That was his name, Dr. Pepper. Okay? He, his office was located on Highway 8 out of Easley, about five to six miles out of Easley. He, he had a big house he lived in, and he had another little house where he practiced medicine. And when you go there, he didn't say, well, I can't do this. I'm going to have to send you to a specialist because he was the specialist, all right? He, he, was, he was everything. And, hey, if you needed a shot, you got a shot. If you needed a prescription, then, hey, he, done, he had it all right there, Dr. Pepper. I know we'll forget him. When I go by there now, of course, there's nothing there now but an open field. They've tore the house down. They've tore the doctor's office down. And, and, and his son, um, I knew him real well. And when they were, after his daddy had passed and they were getting rid of a lot of stuff, I, I, he said, you, anything you want out of daddy's old place here, just come and get it. He said, we're going we're gonna to throw the stuff away. There's a lot of stuff we don't need. Hey, I went in there and I, I, I got some, uh, I believe it was called cat gut. Hello? What they use to sew up wounds with. And his little bitty tiny little tube with a stopper in the end and had alcohol stuff in it and had this stuff down in it. And, and jugs. I mean, I got all kind of, of stuff to remember him because he is the first doctor that I ever remember going to. Okay, yep. He had the stethoscope and he'd listen. And uh, he was one of these doctors of, hmm, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And you wonder, what did hmm and a hmm mean? And what does a doctor mean when he is doing surgery and maybe you're not quite out of it, you can hear and you hear him say, oops. <laughs> Hello, I'm still here. <laughs> but the heart, the heart is an amazing vessel that pumps the blood through this body all over it so we can be and do the things that we want to do. But listen, our heart needs to be guarded against sin because sin affects the heart. All right? Now, that's, that's the, uh, the discipline of our members. That's, that's member number one. All right? Member number two is our lips. Now, let me tell you about our lips as I illustrated earlier, you can't talk without moving your lips. Now, some folk move their lips and they ain't saying nothing. You know this. They ain't saying a word. But the lips will tell you some things. You know when I, when I look at a little child that maybe the feelings have been hurt or they ain't got their way? The first evidence of a big squalling fit is the lip, the bottom lip. I mean, it'll just roll right down. My mom and daddy told me they used to just, I lived in a house with two mamas and two daddies, my uncle and aunt, and my uncle was my, my mother's only brother, and we all lived in one house, and I was the only child for six years, rotten beyond measure. But they said they would sit around sometime at night, and they'd say, poor little old fella, poor little fella. And said, directly, my lip would roll out there. And it'd start quivering. And then I'd start crying. What for? Because he was a poor little fella. <laughs> but they just do things like that to me. I just pulling tricks on me all the time. And um, that uncle and aunt is still living, almost 90 years old. And uh, I call them every Sunday morning at, at 8 o'clock. But let me tell you something. 
Not only does the heart need to be guarded, but our lips needs to be governed. Like a governor on an engine. If it goes haywire, the engine is going to rev beyond what it's designed to run. And it, Okay? Same thing with our lips. If we don't govern our lips, they'll run to the point that we'll blow up. And when we blow up, then our lips begin to let words pass out of our mouth that's unbecoming as a preacher, as a deacon, as a Sunday school teacher, as a regular church member. You mark it down, your and my lips can cause more trouble than you can get over. Hello? Come on, y'all. Are you out there anywhere? It's okay to run your mouth. Like, hey, <laughs> amen, hallelujah, you're right. I mean, hey, this coming week, you're going to be caught up into you may have to roll your lip out. You're going to be caught up. You may have to, I've heard people say, I just had to bite my lip. Well, I don't do it on purpose, but I'm going to tell you one of the things that's very painful in your mouth is when you bite your... Wow. And sometimes I don't bite it. I chew it like a chunk of me. I'm just chawed down on the thing. I never will forget one night. I don't remember what happened. I mean, my tongue started bleeding, and it would not stop literally for an hour. Land's going crazy. You need to go to the doctor. Hey, what are they going to do? Put a tourniquet on it? <laughs> she called somebody, I don't remember, said, get him a tea bag, a dry tea bag, and put it in his mouth, and it will stop the bleeding. It did. It's amazing. But these lips, they need to be governed. You know, probably the worst place we run our mouth is right in here. Can I tell you what I just saw? Did you see what she had on? Well, why don't you just go to her and say, hey, what you've got on is just it's a little bit too, you know what I mean. No, we, we will take those lips and we will tell somebody about somebody. A preacher and myself ran up on each other in Lowe's this week, and we were talking. He said, let me tell you where I stand. He said, if I'm going to talk about a preacher, I go to the preacher. Hello? If I'm going to talk about the preacher, I'm going to go to the preacher. little boy said, "Uh, Pastor, we're so glad that you're coming to our house for lunch today. Said, my mama's been talking all week and gonna have the old buzzard on Sunday. Children pick up on that stuff. And you know what they do with it? They just repeat it. Well, that's what my daddy said. <laughs> or that's what my mama said. Or that's what my grandpa and my grandma said. The lips needs to be governed. Think about it. You, words can't pass if their lips are buttoned. You know. What's that mean? Uh, Land does it many times. 
I wish he was in here. You know, I, I'm a spur-of-the-moment guy, okay? If I, if I need something and she's at home and I want to ask something, I want to ask her now, okay? And a lot of times she's on that telephone. And she'll say... <laughs> Y'all can go tell her she knows it's the truth. <laughs> Hold my hands up, Okay. After about three times in and out, and no, I am getting nowhere, I just say. <laughs> and that don't mean touchdown either. <laughs> it's a good thing. Hey, listen, it's a good thing that she and I understand one another about these lips. I mean, hey, now you can open your mouth. Try, try opening your mouth and hold your tongue. Don't do it now because somebody's been shaking people's hands. But just clean your hands good and, and hold your tongue and see how far you get. It's a combination. They, they're, they're in there together. Um, the Bible, it has, a, has several things to say uh, concerning these uh, members. Um, James... He says, and the tongue is a fire, a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and sitteth on fire the course of nature. Listen to this. And it is set on fire of hell. You can take your lips and take your tongue and destroy a person. You can, dis- you, can, you, can, you can kill their character. You can destroy everything they have stood for. And I say many times, I don't get a second chance to make a good first impression. I don't. I don't get a second chance. And I've been in that position before, begging and asking for another chance. And nope, you blew it. You won't get another chance. It's it. It's over. It's done. I don't hear any more about it. Okay? And you go away feeling so bad. Why? Because your lips were not governed. Our heart needs to be guarded. Our lips, uh, they need to be governed. But our eyes must be godly. Verse uh, 25 says... Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Now, I understand and you understand with our eyes shut. Now, I can tell there's lights on in here, okay? If there were no lights on in here, it, my eyelids would be, have all the light closed out of my eyes, and I would not be able to see. So, we open our eyes and I think sometimes, why did I look at that? Or why did my eyes focus so much on that? And by the way, uh, cataract surgery is uh, this month on the 18th, okay? So hopefully I can be able to, to see my notes better and, and, and read the scriptures better. But our eyes, uh, they are important. Uh, one of the trips to the doctor says, uh, bring your sunglasses because it's going to dilate your eyes. It's going to look like you're that big, you know. And hey, the light is so bright. Well, listen, you know what? It's a choice. 
I cannot look at bright lights, okay? It's blinding, so I have to close my eyelids or put my hand up or pull my cap bill down. I have to do something because it's so bright. I wish that every time that we thought we need to look at something, that we have no business, that the light would be so bright we couldn't look at it. No, God didn't design us that way. He designed us with a choice. Okay, we have a choice to look at things that we ought not look at. We make a choice. When we see our children maybe looking at something they don't have any business looking at, hey, it's a shock. When you snatch maybe a magazine or a, a cell phone away from a youngin who's looking at something they have no business, and they say, well, daddy does it. Daddy does it. The child said that it was a son. His mother said, son, it's time to get up and get ready to go to church. And I'm not going. She said, and why not? She said, because my daddy don't go. Because my daddy don't go. It's in the, it's in the eyes, okay? They see and they look and they discover, hey, when I get old enough, and I've heard grown men say, I was made to go to church when I was a child. Now I'm an adult. I don't have to go. Sad. Sad. One of those young men, it was body was found in fair play, never was raised or even to go to church. Never. Sad. Sad. We got children. We're responsible to allow them to see what they need to see. It's important. Our eyes, our eyelids. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus. That's the best place to look. Looking unto Jesus. Why? Because he is the author and the finisher of my life. He is the author. He started this thing. And he's the finisher. He will finish it where he wants it to finish. Looking unto Jesus. Only by focusing on him. Listen. Only by focusing on Jesus can we develop godly eyes. Luke eleven thirty four. I want you to listen to what Luke eleven thirty four says. The light of the body is the eye, therefore... When the eye is single, the whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Darkness. Eyes. Looking at things they shouldn't look at. You know, I'm human. I will sin. I'm human. I do sin, okay? I don't do computers. I don't even know how to turn a computer on. A password to me is please and thank you. Facebook is what you see. Here I am. I don't have a smartphone, so therefore I didn't, I'm not going to pull up something maybe that I shouldn't. You see the devil, and I'm not saying anything's wrong. Computers are great. I, hey, all this uptight knowledge, whatever is great. But I'm very afraid that I would be tempted and that I would fall to that temptation. 
Listen, there are preachers who have fallen. Literally. They've lost their position. They lost their pride. They lost everything. Some even lost their families because of sin. I don't want to take that chance. I didn't say I didn't sin. I told you that. I'm just talking about looking at things that you ought to not look at. Reading things that you ought to not read. Those eyes, they see. And they are instant cameras, by the way. Unless you are colorblind, when you look at some object, you automatically see the colors. Because the eye brings it there and it reflects it. And the brain says, hey, this is red or blue or yellow or green or brown or pink or purple. It's, that's what it is. The eyes are so important to guard our eyes. We live long enough, hey. They could come some surgery one day that, hey, everybody will be able to see clear without glasses. Who knows? But right now, you know, I depend on them to be able to see. But our heart needs to be guarded. Our lips need to be governed. Our eyes need to be godly. And last of all, listen, our feet need to be guided. Our feet need to be guided. Verse 26 and 27 says, ponder. One word, ponder. What does that mean? That means to consider deeply. Think about it. Ponder the path of thy feet. Where are you going to take me? That's what we depend on. We depend on our feet to take us where we want to go. And let all thy ways be established. Look what he says. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Everywhere we go, if we're able to walk, our feet carry us. And God speaks, hey, I mean, it's very plain, don't go that way. And we're so curious, we want to go that way anyway just to see. And then when something happens, it's like God said, I told you not to go that way. Our feet need to be guided, ponder, think about it. It's, it's products being weighed in the balance. Which way do I go? The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You see, God knows which way we need to walk. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And if he is, then I'm going to be looking at what I'm supposed to look at. I'm going to be going where I'm supposed to go. And I'm, I'm going to just tell the devil to get out of my way and let me alone. I need to be here and go and go beyond. Because God said, I'll go with you. I will supply you every need according to my riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Now. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know why? Because God delights in his children to go and walk where they need to walk. I don't always enjoy where he says to go walk. But after it's over, I'm glad I did. You see, God knows he knows exactly how things are going to operate. He knows exactly how things are going to be. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God, and this is the testimony that he had, that he pleased God. Wow. 
I wish I could have that kind of 100% testimony that I pleased God. Please God. We concentrate. Listen, we concentrate on trying to please everybody. I don't know how many of you are in here this morning, but I can't please all of you. All of you can't please me. So we need to concentrate on pleasing God. And when we're called on the carpet for something, hey, God knows, and I know if I'm guilty or not, and if I'm not, the best thing to say is, you just talk to God about it. Talk to him about it. No, I'm not always where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing, saying what I'm supposed to be saying, but that's why I need to be, I'm, my heart needs to be guarded. <coughs> my lips need to be governed. My eyes need to be godly. And my feet need to be guided. Until I display the kind of fruit that God wants to produce through me, I'm never, ever going to please him. And if I don't please him, then guess what? He's not going to bless me. It's so important to discipline our members of this body. I've heard it said many times, if you can't say something good about somebody, just don't say anything. But you know what? We thrive on it. Tell me what you heard. I want to hear what you heard. And they tell you, well, that's not exactly the way I heard it. Well, what way did you hear it? And you tell, hey, first thing to know is like a wildfire is, is the Bible said about the tongue, it's set on the fire of hell. I can't imagine what, what that's going to be like for a person that dies without Jesus Christ and goes to a place called hell a place where the fire goeth not out, where the worm dieth not, where when a person dies without Jesus and goes to hell, the Bible says that the, the angels, there are angels in hell, by the way. De the devil has his own angels, okay? That those in hell rise up to meet the newcomer. Can you imagine being cast into a lake of fire? It's not going to go out. I beg you today. You may want to live a, a perfect life. Well, forget it. You can't do it. Even though the Lord said live a holy life because I'm holy. Sin not. Hey, he couldn't have said anything different and have been God. He couldn't have said just live like you want to. I'm holy. I'll take care. I'll cover you. I got your back. I won't throw you under the bus. No. He gives us a choice of what we do and how we do it. And when it's all said and done, the only thing that's going to matter, y'all, is what we've done for Jesus. So that, you know, have you given your heart and soul to him? If you have, then ask him to be the Lord. Ask him to be the Lord over our heart. Ask him to be the Lord over our lips. The Lord over our eyes. And the Lord over our feet. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege you've given us today. And Lord, I thank you that you put this body together. That you put our eyes in the right place, our nose, our lips, our tongue, our ears, our feet, our hands. 
this whole thing, Lord, working together. And I pray that, that my body would work together for your glory and for your honor and not mine. And Lord, you know as well as we know that that is tough to do. But you said you'd be with us. Lord, I pray for any person in this room today that's never invited you into their heart. God, I pray that you would just give them the courage to come forward and say, hey, I want to be saved. I want to be right with the Lord. God, I pray that you'd touch hearts, touch lives. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.